the more reliable you are and the more of a trustworthy company you can build in this industry, the more you'll get repeat business from hospitals, from nursing centers, from people that know that you're reliable. And that that comes back and pays you over and over and over. Welcome to the My Future Business Show, where we get you in front of your best audience and keep you there. Not only are we interviewing the biggest names in business to help you become even more successful, we're inviting you to book your spot on the show to help you grow your business. So at the end of the call, make sure you fill in the interview application form at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. Hello and welcome back to the My Future Business Show. It's Rick Nusky here. I'm your host. Thank you very much for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome to the show. I hope you get a lot out of your journey with us. Now, in terms of uh, journeys, I'm on the line with the wonderful Tommy Green. Welcome to the show, Tommy. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate it. Now, for everybody who's on the call, just for some context, um, we're going to be uh, speaking with Tommy about his uh, safe travels transportation opportunity. We're also going to be talking about his entrepreneurial journey, about his book also, The Top Five Reasons to Own a Non-Emergency Medical Transport Company, and also about why this industry sector will offer you so many opportunities. Now, that's a lot to get out in one sentence, isn't it, Tommy? (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely but you hit it right on the head you know it's a huge opportunity in this market um i stumbled kind of stumbled into this industry when a neighbor of mine uh owned a uh a mercedes sprinter van um i started to ask her like what did she use it for and she gave me kind of a brief intro on the whole non-emergency medical transportation industry so um that kind of got my interest going a little bit and then i started to put my uh my own brains behind the that that business and see that there was actually not that many barriers to enter that market. So, um, so I started to kind of put my, my brain on what needs to happen next. I bought a van, uh, got a website and then, uh, eight months later, we're one of the biggest, uh, one of the biggest non-emergency medical transport companies in Palm Beach County, Florida. And I really want to unpack this because we have a lot of entrepreneurs, startup uh, business owners who are either just about to start down the journey or maybe they're um, struggling through this process. And I'd love to get your insights uh, about what it really takes to be successful in a, a, a new business venture such as this one. But before we do that, Tommy, I'd love to also maybe go back a little bit in time and, and um, look at your life. I'm wondering, have, have you always lived in uh, South Florida? Is that where home has always been for you? No, no. I'm actually uh, born and raised in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, so I've actually, uh, till about um, till about uh, ninth grade, I uh, lived in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, and then uh, I actually uh, moved to Michigan for high school and college. My parents switched jobs and moved our family up to Michigan. So um, all of my education um, post uh, elementary middle school was in Michigan um, at West Bloomfield High School. And then I went to Eastern Michigan University where I graduated with a degree in communications. Fantastic. Have you found that that's uh, helped you? Because um, oftentimes people do and other times they don't. So what's funny is um, I actually feel like communications is one of the most important degrees um, that you can get. Yeah. Um, every communication degree major that I know has been able to kind of write their own future. They've been able to go into whatever industry they wanted to. You can be a salesman. You can be a marketing person. You, can, you know, the, the community, the communications degree just allows you to really uh, tap into whatever you're interested in. And I think it's really helped me in my entrepreneurial journey because I've been able to communicate effectively every business strategy idea or marketing idea I've ever, you know, had ever in my head. head. So. 
Yeah, fantastic no. feedback. Thank you very much. Now, I remember, Tommy, when I was growing up, I actually used to go around to the neighbourhoods and I used to try to um, uh, sell raffle tickets for this, uh, you know, um, for this thing that was going on at the time. And I remember that was my first entrepreneurial journey. Do you remember when you were a kid um, doing anything similar to that? Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's funny you say that. So as a kid, I was always interested in um, just not necessarily the business part, but more the marketing part of it. So I was always interested in helping like my friends, uh, you know, think of things or come up with ideas of, of new companies or new ways to do things. That was always like fun for me. And, and like in hindsight, I was like grooming myself to be a marketer. But at the time, it just seemed fun. You know, my brother and I would always think company ideas and names and, and change commercials and stuff like that. So it, it was always something we did for fun. And now as I'm, you know, an adult, like these things are really like coming into play with, you know, the businesses that I, that I take on. Do you uh, do you take advice and you know look to those uh, around you as you were growing up? Or were there any uh, particular people in your life that helped form you into the person you've become today? Uh, yeah, you know, um, you know, growing up in the African American community, you, there's uh, sometimes you can not have the right role models in your life, you know. But um, I was actually fortunate enough um, to have the right role models in my life. My father was a huge role model. He, uh, I saw him, you know, climb the corporate ranks, um, in a lot of different businesses. Um, so I saw him, you know, go from regular employee to manager to director and, you know, just showed me that if you work hard, you can get whatever you want. So that was huge to see in the household. Um, and then I had an uncle who also was, um, he was one of the biggest certified public accountants, African-American certified public accountants in Louisville. So he owned multiple businesses. So I saw him, open, close different businesses around the city, have a lot of his hand in a lot of different things. So, you know, as an adolescent, I was able to see these things, um, you know, all my life. And, um, you know, again, hindsight is twenty twenty, but now I look at it as like, wow, those things really helped me shape my brain, you know, what yeah. I wanted to do in life. Absolutely. You talked, you talked a bit uh, earlier, Tommy, about your education. I think it's um, paramount to success. What's your take on ongoing education? Are you still learning today? And what do you suggest uh, for those who, you know, look at education and go, oh, do I really have to do that? How important do you think it is? Well, I think there's two types of education, right? You know, you got your school, your books, education, and then you mm-hmm. also have just your, your general knowledge and, and figure things out sort of education, the right? life stuff. So, yeah, your life stuff, you know. So I'm a big believer in making sure that, you know, you do your schoolwork and get all that done because you can't get anywhere without that. But you also have to spend some time doing your own learning. You have to dig deeper in entrepreneurial stuff. You have to, you know, read books about being a better business person, learn about taxes. There's so many other things that you learn that you don't learn in school yep. that are the things that you really need for your entrepreneurial journey. You know, social studies, unfortunately, isn't going to help you with any of your entrepreneurial journey. You know, uh, <laughs> you know, some of the classes that they make you take, you know, aren't going to help you run a business successfully. I learned how to, you know, generate seven, seven figure income. Yeah. Um, it'll teach you just enough to be the best employee that you could ever be. You know what I mean? So, and that's about um, it. and that's about it, you know? So, um, I, I have a, I have a big love for education, but it has to be the right education, yeah. you know, get yeah. the information that's really going to benefit your life. That's really sage advice. I really do appreciate you sharing these insights because I know a lot of people on the show get, um, take a lot of value away from hearing from people like you. Now, um, in terms of, things you do outside of the workplace. I know you'd be super busy. Um, do you have time for downtime and what do you like to do with yourself when you're not at work? 
Um, great question. So, um, my wife calls me crazy. Um, she thinks <laughs> I start way too many. <laughs> she, I start way too many businesses. I get in way too many endeavors and that sort of thing. So. <laughs> Honestly, entrepreneurship is fun for me. Like yeah. I like trying to figure out business. I like trying to figure out what the next steps are to a journey. You know, I like to, you know, unpack a full digital marketing strategy and, and put it together. You know, like those things are fun for me, uh, weirdly enough. But when I do finally step outside of that, most of the time I'm just with, that, with my wife and kids. You know, I, I really enjoy just the, the aspect of being a dad and, and yeah, showing that. them what I do and, yep. you know, being able to work from home and have my time and that sort of stuff is valuable for me. So when you, when you talk to your kids, I'm not sure what, what ages they are or, or whatever, but um, if, when they grow up, what do you think one of the, I guess, the most sage, sage pieces of advice you might share with them would be? Um, it would be to do whatever you want to do. You know, um, every business that I've done has been because I wanted to do it and I've had the know-how to figure out how to do it, you know, so I don't want to live children in any way. Um, so, you know, as me being an entrepreneur, my wife is also a web designer and a graphic designer. So between myself and her, we can literally can make whatever brands we want or, you know, start whatever business that we feel passionate about um, without having to, you know, go out of, you know, out of house. So I want to teach my kids that same passion and that same skill set so that they can also create whatever business endeavor that they have, you know, they on their have own. a popsicle stand tomorrow, we can have a popsicle stand tomorrow. Yes, um, excellent, can. excellent. I, I, given that you're a family man, are there pets in the home? Yeah, yeah, got two <laughs> little crazy dogs, um, <laughs> one crazier than the other, but yeah, they uh, they keep us busy. So uh, do, you, do, you, uh, do you enjoy movies at all, Tommy? Um, I'm not really a movie guy. No? I'm, 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 a, I'm an information guy. Like if it, if it doesn't give me information, it's going to be hard to keep my attention. Um, uh, you know, so, or sports, if those are the only two, if it's not sports, it has to get my attention with some information. If not, it's going to be hard. To it's going to be hard. So, so what is your sports? What's your, what's your choice there? I'm a, I'm a basketball guy. I played a little college basketball and, uh, still got the knack for it now. Yep, fantastic. You know, my well, we we just took our kids from the school holidays, and they went to their first basketball clinic. They absolutely loved it, and they didn't realise how high the actual ring was from the ground. <laughs> yeah, it's way up Not there, isn't it? Yeah, it's up there. You got to get it up there. <laughs> <laughs> now, look, I'm, I'm loving this call, Tommy. Thank you very much for giving some insight into your personal life. Now, I'd love to um, um, shift gears a little bit and, and ask you what a daily routine looks like for you. What do you do? Do you get up early? Do you have a, a set routine? Do you do um, some exercises in the morning? All those sorts of things. Would you mind sharing with us? Yeah, great question. So um, first off, with these kiddos, I have an 11 year, a 10 year old and a seven year old um, that go to school in the morning. So I'm the guy that drops them off. So yep. dad is waking people up, getting them, you know, yelling at everybody to get out of the bed. <laughs> and uh, once I finally get them out of the bed and get them on their way, then I can get back home and start my day. So that's how I get my day started is, is with these kids. But um, as soon as I drop them off, I'm back to the house. I'm in the office. And I'm figuring out what the uh, what we got to do today. So um, I said, I'm, my wife calls me crazy. I have a few different businesses. So I have to kind of um, manage my own time and my own self to figure out which business needs attention right now. Right so now. Yep. it's all a self-discipline sort of thing. You know, um, you got to be able to wake up 
tell yourself what you got to do and then actually do it, you know, which sounds very cliche and easy to do, but it's a lot not. of there's a lot of distractions in the world especially when you're on your own you're self-propelled aren't you you don't have a boss there to sort of say look you've got to do this do you no absolutely not which is a you know a gift and a curse sometimes you know mm. because you know you can just toast sometimes but then at the same time when there's no money coming in who's going to kick your butt you got to kick your own butt yeah you know absolutely. So you got to be your own self-motivator. You've talked about taking chances, and I'd love to talk about some of the chances that you've taken that have uh, been um, uh, fortuitous for you, I guess you'd call it. Um, one being Cool Heads he Headwear. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So Cool Heads is actually the first business I ever started. So mm. um, I actually um, was in college when I had the idea. Uh, like I said, I played a little college basketball, so... Um, I used to always try to drape a towel on my head during, during, after games as a way to like, you know, keep myself cool. Cool down. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so what I quickly found out is that, you know, like you've already found out towels don't stay on your head very well. <laughs> um, when you try to, you know, do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, my senior year of college, I got together with a few designers and a few other people and told them my idea. And then we got to work on figuring out how to make a product like that. So um, I had some interns from the apparel textile department. We started to make some prototypes. And a few prototypes later, we had a product that we were pretty happy with. Um, so once we had that product we were happy with, I entered that product into my uh, university's fashion show. Um, which is a, we, they have a big fashion show every year. Um, all types of designers, press and everything. Mm -hmm. So... Once I entered into that, we actually um, won a few awards. Um, so the most innovative design award and, a, and like the new the new design, new designer on the block award or something like that. And um, we got a little press. So once we got that, it was just like, OK, hmm, maybe this is a good idea. So from that point, I started to just cultivate the idea more and more. I uh, wrote out a 27-page business plan that I also put into my university's, uh, it was a business plan competition mm -hmm. where, I played, where I placed third in that competition. Oh, and that wow. really was like, all right, I do have something here. Yeah. Um, so I took that idea and created my first business uh, called Cool Heads. And now we're 11 years later. We still make sales all around the country. Uh, we do a lot of celebrity events down here in South Florida. That's actually how I met Kat, my PR lady, who oh, got yes. me with you. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. And um, and we've just been, you know, keeping the movement going, you know, have a nice little social media following and just keep it going. Just growing and growing and growing. It's a real credit to you. Thank you again for sharing. Now, uh, obviously, risk is a part of everything we do uh, as entrepreneurs. Uh, should you embrace risk? And, and how do you deal with um, things when they, they don't go your way? Um, so risk is with everything. Um, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in no risk, no reward. You know, so if, you know, you can play safe your entire life and, yeah. you know, but you'll end up in a safe place, um, which, you know, is not bad. I'm not, I'm not trying to say everyone should be an entrepreneur, you know? Mm. Um, but, but being able to take that risk and put your neck out there just a little bit has tremendous, uh, reward possibilities and revenue opportunities on the other side. Um, so that's always been my motivation to be like, all right, if I do put my neck out here for this and it does work, look at the potential that, it, that the other side can be. So um, I'm always a risk first reward person. So I'm always looking at what that reward is and 
putting it against the risk that I take. Yeah, absolutely. Now, you've played some senior roles as a VP and director in organizations, and um, surely those those experiences has helped you um, run businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, um, entrepreneurship was, wasn't always my, uh, day to day. So I, I did have a nine to five for many years yep, yep. and I was in the digital marketing space. So I've held positions like email marketing manager, director of marketing, VPs of marketing. So, um, I've been all, all through the digital marketing sphere, being able to spend other people's money doing it. You know, I was, I was an employee, you know, yep. so I learned it was like going to practice, you know? So, um, I learned the best marketing routes to go. I learned what has the best ROI capabilities. I learned, you know, I learned the entire scope of marketing through these nine to fives. And all the while I had a nine to five, I always kept a five to nine, which is what I always say. Like you got to do something after work and that you're really passionate about. That's really going to bring you money. And, um, and that has, uh, culminated in a multiple businesses that I've started while having nine to five. So cool heads. I started while having a nine to five. I then started a digital marketing company called flash first media, um, while having a nine to five. Um, and I started my transportation company while having a nine to five. Well, let's talk um, about so. that because, you know, we touched on it earlier, Tommy. I'm wondering if you could, um, talk a little bit more in detail about the genesis of safe travels consulting. So once I, once I got my feet wet into the transportation industry and, you know, got my van, got my driver, now we're starting to generate some revenue and it's starting to happen. I'm realizing that, you know, other people can run a business like this. Right. So that was kind of in the back of my mind. So as I'm, you know, running through it more and more, the sales just kept picking up, you know, Mm -hmm. like we were getting, you know, our phones just ringing, ringing, ringing. I'm like, all right, I need to really, you know, hone this in and teach people how to, do this business. So as I did more research, I saw a few companies out there kind of trying to share the knowledge of this industry, like, you know, um, but I really wanted to take it on full force. Um, This is an amazing revenue opportunity industry where when you, if in the right area, you can have phone calls every day, you know, every day, every day, every day for rides. And, um, and, And that's where we are with Safe Travels Transportation. So I thought it was a no brainer to create Safe Travels Consulting, uh, give out a free ebook uh, to let people know about the opportunity in the industry. And then we also have a course that will walk you through everything you need to do to start your own profitable non-emergency company in any city in America. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing. Now, uh, is there ongoing support for those who get involved with this? How does that side of it work? Yeah, so we have options. So my the course that we offer um, is a one-stop shop. It kind of walks you through every phase of starting this business, from your marketing efforts to the type of vehicle you should buy, so when you should hire someone, everything that it takes to do this business is in that course. But on top of that, I also offer one-on-one consulting where I'll talk to you two times a month or one time a month and really game plan this out for you and help you drive this home. Um, you know, so, um, my job and my goal is to help people do what I'm doing. Cause I know it's not hard. I did it myself. So if I can show someone else how to do this same thing in the middle of Oregon or in the middle of California, you know, I, I am excited to do something like that. It would seem to me, Tommy, that because of the, um, the excitement and the results that you're getting doing it yourself, that writing the book would have come easy. Was it easy to write this book? 
Um, yes and no. I had to really stop and think, you know, because um, the thing about being in this business is once you're in it, like it's so day to day. You know, like it's so every day you, that you could get 17 calls and the next day you get zero calls. So as I was going through the ebb and flow of the business, I was realizing that the overall effect of it was positive. You know, so I'm like, hmm, okay, let's teach this more. Because one thing that is good about this business is once you start going, it's a really rewarding business to be in because you start to become almost an extension of some of these people's families. Because um, I would say, I'd say maybe 70% of our customers are like kids calling for their parents. Like, hey, I'm in New York. My mom lives in uh, Boca Raton, Florida. She needs to get here. Can you help me? So once you're able to kind of help them through that states away, you take a burden off of those kids' backs and, you know, and it's just, and you feel that and they feel that. And it's, you know, it's, it's rewarding, you know, um, it's, it's, uh, it's the most rewarding business I've ever done. You see that every day. I, I, I wonder, Tommy, is there a particular type of vehicle that you need or can you buy various types to do this, this business? So what's really funny is, back to the low barriers of entry that I told you I found, mm -hmm. you can start this business with your own car. You don't have to go out and get any special vehicle. You can start it with your own regular passenger vehicle and you can do what's called ambulatory transportation. Right. And ambulatory transportation is just giving someone a ride who may not be able to drive. So they may just have a walker. They may use a cane. They may not be able to see well. Any of those things can lead to someone needing ambulatory services. So those sort of services can be done in the back of a sedan, in the back of a pickup truck, in the back, you know, whatever vehicle you have, you can get started, you know, to get going. Um, that's one level of it. Mm -hmm. The next level of it would be buying a specialized vehicle. So having that specialized vehicle, like you were like just mentioning. Like with ramp access and stuff? Exactly. You know, a van that has ramp access or, or stretcher vehicles. Like now you're getting into a higher end priced item that you can, I mean, higher end price service that you can offer your customers, yeah. you know? So you went from just ambulatory with your own vehicle to a specialized vehicle where you're now picking up wheelchair patients, picking up stretcher patients and that sort of thing. And there would never be a shortage. This is the thing I'm thinking about. There would never be a shortage. Um, I think I read somewhere that you talked about the population is continually aging and therefore the need will just only be growing, wouldn't it? Oh, absolutely. You know, uh, by the year 2030, 60% of the baby boomers will be in there, I believe it's 65 and up. Yep. America is getting older by the day, literally by the day. So the need for reliable non-emergency medical transportation companies is growing by the day. And I put an emphasis on reliable because there's a lot of companies out here that they're, they're money grabbing. They're just out here just trying to get as much money as they can. They'll take as many jobs. They don't care if they leave people. Like there's a lot of, so the more reliable you are and the more of a trustworthy company you can build in this industry, the more you'll get repeat business from uh, hospitals, from nursing centers, from, you know, people that know that you're reliable. Um, and that that comes back and pays you over and over and over. Over and over and over. That's a wonderful thing. And that's that's the sort of level of uh, risk uh, aversion, the, that level of reliability, the, that potential income that is there. Um, but, you know, the work needs to still be done, doesn't it? So how do you allocate um, regions um, for people that are getting involved? We research. Like, where are – like, you can look in the city that you're in, but you – 
can also look into places around you to kind of see what sort of uh, what sort of demographics you have around you. People might not even know that there's the biggest nursing home in your state is two blocks away from you. You know, like, you know, exactly. You know, so you have to do your own research. Like you, it's a it's a very logistical business. Right. For example, uh, my business is based in Palm Beach County, Florida. We have one of the highest senior citizen populations in the country. Um, but yeah, so I have a, like you said earlier, I have an endless supply of, of customers, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just going to keep getting older and more people are going to keep coming. Like I'm in a good spot here. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas if I was in, you know, maybe, uh, the middle of Detroit, Michigan, um, there might not be as many customers, you know, but yep. each, each market is different. You know, you just have to understand your market and understand what your market opportunity is. I know that my market opportunity in Palm Beach County is tremendous. Um, you know, so that's why I'm, you know, putting two feet down here, you of know. Of course. Now, in, in terms of um, growth, everybody wants to grow. Either your business is growing or it's not. Um, as the, I guess, the leader of this organization, what are your plans for the future? Do you have expansion ideas? Or do you intend to hire others to help you expand? What are your plans? Absolutely. So uh, expansion is definitely on the horizon. Um, we are... We are looking to dominate Palm Beach County and then mm-hmm. start to expand county by county. So that's how these businesses work. Like if I get my licenses, it has to be in a certain county. Um, so our next county, um, we're still jostling between, but um, we're either going to go south a little bit or we're going to go all the way up north to Jacksonville. Um, but uh, we're going to target that area. We're going to uh, attack it and then we're going to try to dominate it like we're dominating Palm Beach County. So when, when somebody reads this book, is this a like a, a, a page-to-page read or is it more like a guide that they can go back to? How would they consume it? It's a guide, right? So that, that the top five reasons for you to own a non-emergency company, it's a guide to let you know about the industry opportunity, right? Yeah. So each one of the reasons laid out in the ebook really shows exactly why you should own one. It's a mm-hmm. great business to add to any entrepreneur's portfolio. Um, it's low barriers of entry. So it's not a lot of things you have to do to get in. And then once you get in, the, the revenue opportunity is tremendous. Um, like I said, owning that, re- making sure that you're reliable and you can do the things that you say you're going to do goes so far in this industry. Like you wouldn't even understand, you know, just, oh, just, being, on, <laughs> just being on time and doing the thing you said you were going to do goes tremendously far in this industry so um so yeah you know if you bring that energy to this sort of business um and have just a little bit of good customer service the rest will be history you know what i i I cannot help but think that this is the next uber in terms of non-emergency medical transportation so it's funny you say that right so um so I've, i've ran this business a few different ways right so one of the ways that i'm running it now which has been great is I'm running a dispatch only sort of service where I don't currently have any drivers on my staff. Right. So I don't, I don't currently employ any drivers. Right. Yep. What I do have is relationship with other people who already have their own van, their own licensing, their own company. And I use them as independent contractors to basically sub my workout to very smart. You know, so um, this way I can it, it cuts my cost down a little bit because now I don't have to put I don't have a vehicle with a driver and insurance and all that sort of thing. Um, now I just generate work, 
Yeah. And when I'm able to generate work and these guys have already agreed to a price with me, now I'm just running a dispatch service where I'm just, you know, pumping out work, pumping, pumping out, out work. work. Yeah, out I, work. I couldn't help but think, Tommy, as soon as you said that, I thought dispatch. I thought, well, you know, you think of the biggest brands in the world. Amazon is a major dispatch organization. They rely heavily on internet and systems and software and all that sort of thing. Is mm-hmm. there an intent to either get involved proprietary uh, software or build your own? Well, how do you manage that side? Yeah, we haven't really thought too much about any proprietary systems. Um, like honestly, like we were able to, like I said, I'm, I have a digital marketing background. We're able yeah. to use some of the free digital marketing tools that Google offers that, um, you know, like it's relatively low cost and low maintenance when you really build this digital system like we have. Um, our website, uh, our Safe Traveler website, where we rank on the first page of Google for most searches um, because of my digital marketing SEO background. Like I yeah. use that, I use that skill set on this website. So now, I mean, I, the phone rings every day. So, you know, it's just up to us on what jobs we can accept and, and, and we just take as many jobs as we can. Do you have some sort of an application process? Talk us through that. Is there a certain type of person that would, this would be um, a good fit for? Or uh, which part, for the driving? Yeah, yeah, just for getting involved in this opportunity. They want to know more. They may be wanting, thinking about buying a vehicle to, to start or using their own, as we've talked about. Who would Absolutely. this best be suited for? It's best suited for any anybody who's looking for a business that has longevity. This is a longevity, long play business. You know, building this isn't a get rich tomorrow business. This is a this is a build it and then you can have it for the next twenty years of your life if you want it. You know, so um, anyone who's really looking for generational um, opportunities, this is a great business for. Um, this is also a great business for structured entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs that have. Um, their own wherewithal about themselves to be disciplined. This can be just another revenue stream you add in with a few, you know, a few good meetings with people. You know, um, this can be an easy revenue stream added to what you're already doing. Um, so, and, it, and it's relatively low maintenance. Um, once you get your, once it's rolling, it gets lower and lower maintenance. You know, but up front, it's going to take a lot of your time, effort, and energy to build all these systems and get all your automations together. Absolutely. And, you know, then there's uh, obviously vehicle maintenance. I don't know what the taxation laws there are in terms of write-off of uh, vehicle maintenance related to business. Do you have that type of thing? Uh, so you can write off a lot in this business. They, they give you a lot of opportunity to, like, write depreciation off on these vehicles. Um, so, you know, these vehicles are are the, the lifeblood of the company. So in terms of your taxes, you have you have a little bit of flexibility on the, on the depreciation each year and that sort of thing. Um, and I've gained that knowledge by just being in this industry. You, you meet people. So uh, there's a per- person down here in Palm Beach who rents out um, these sort of vans for people who are coming in town. So he has about 15 of them in his fleet, 15 of these vans. Mm-hmm. And then as people come in town, he's just renting them out. He's like a, you know, a Hertz of uh, handicapped vehicles, you know? I, I, you know, we're at the pointy end of the call already, Tommy. This has been a, a wonderful insight into both your life and this this great opportunity. Now, um, now, assume that I'm the person that's on this call and I'm wanting to know more. What's the next step for me? Absolutely. So the next step and the first step uh, is going to be to go to www.safetravelsconsulting.com. Um, 
um, that's the start of everything. So there you're going to learn about the industry and you're going to get the opportunity to get our ebook, uh, the top five reasons to own a non-emergency medical transportation company for free. So um, we're giving it away for free right now. Um, you'll be able to get that ebook and really learn about why you should own this. Um, and then when you want to take the next step, we have a special offer on the actual course that teaches you exactly how to start your company from scratch um, in any market. So if you're on this call and you're excited about this opportunity, and there certainly is an opportunity there that's uh, like we were talking about earlier, this is not an industry sector that's going to go away. It's only its need is only, only going to grow. And so for you to find out more about this and download that uh, wonderful book, go to safetravelsconsulting.com. I'll be making sure that you get that link no matter where you hear or see this call. Somewhere nearby will be the link back to Tommy. And with all that said, uh, Tommy, thank you so very much for joining me on the My Future Business Show today. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate you having me and uh, I look forward to connecting with your listeners. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the call, then make sure to subscribe, leave a comment, share us with your friends and book your spot on the show at myfuturebusiness.com forward slash interviews. And if you're looking for solutions that will help grow your business, then visit myfuturebusiness.com forward slash shop.